0: it's bad anime hey everybody i'm john and i'm rob and this is bad anime the show where we decide is this anime bad now today rob um we are doing a very special edition
1: of the three episode rule franchise isn't that yes. right? Yes, we are bringing it back again. Um, we talked about doing another three episode rule for a while now, but the question is, what do you want to do? We're only what three to four weeks into um, right now. It's the it would be the spring season we're in. It is yep. the spring of 2022, and yes, we just were we just kind of kept scrolling through. But this is actually one you selected. Uh, I know. For once, I made a suggestion for an anime, and I was very pleased with myself. I gotta I was say. So, I was so proud of you, because I'm like, oh my god, because we always talk about this weeb uh, journey we're going on. I'm like, oh my god, Bouncy's inner weeb is getting stronger by the episode. It awesome. was glorious. I, I'm.
0: I, it's, it's baby steps, though, because the reason that I picked this
1: anime is because it, when I opened Crunchyroll, it was the first thing in front of me. I was like, it's, oh! It's so funny, because full disclosure, <laughs> I, I watched this today, like an hour before before we started recording so it's very yes. fresh in my mind and it was so funny I didn't have to search for it it was the first thing I saw was today
0: when you get to Crunchyroll it's at like it's that carousel and it was legitimately the first thing in the carousel and I was like that show seems popular and interesting let's get into it Rob and you were like wow what a suggestion very interesting and I just imagine you opening Crunchyroll today and just being like of course <laughs>
1: It, it eliminated some of the guesswork as to me trying to figure out why you chose this one. And by the way, did, did we we decided to watch the first three episodes of Spy X Family. Family, hey. yes. And in contrast to what I usually do, because you know, for three episode rules or pretty much any show we cover or any movie, any OVA, I usually do a lot of research. You know, I like to know who's involved, the studio, any relevant information. Um, I didn't do any of that beforehand I didn't even read any synopsis I read nothing all I had was the title and the and the image on the carousel where it was the blonde dude the black haired girl and the little pink haired girl in the middle of yeah that's all I had going in and I was so and honestly I'm so happy I didn't look anything up because coming (laughs) into the show completely cold and raw was the way I want everyone to come into the show.
0: It's like we its like we accidentally switched roles this time. I recommended we a did. show based, to, based totally on did.
1: like,
0: right? Like I recommended a show to you because I was like, oh, this seems interesting. And like, you know, a lot of people, I, I actually saw a lot of TikToks about it too recently, mm. just like talking about it. So I was like, oh, cool. And I saw the Crunchyroll comments on each episode. And there were just so many. So I was like, oh, wow, I, apparently this is like a big deal. And then I sent it to you and you went in cold. So this <laughs> yep. is a, like a big opposite opposite day kind of thing we got going on right
1: here. Oh, this is a ti- this is an entire role reversal, Freaky Friday scenario, whatever you want to call it. This scenario is we're completely flipped right now, and I like this. This is fun for me.
0: It's fun. It's different, and uh, I-, I gotta say the the series itself uh, did surprise me quite a bit.
1: Oh yeah. Um, I- when I heard Spy X Family, I really had no idea what I was getting in for because I-, I, you know, I saw the image on the carousel, but you know, with one still image, you can't really pick up on the tone of the series, what they're trying to do right but um they tried to do a lot and honestly they succeeded in a lot so bouncy if you want to take it away what the hell is the show so okay so I, I i it's interesting to me that you mentioned kind of like a first impression
0: sort of thing and kind of the the vibe you got from it when you got into it because when i looked at it and i saw that little family portrait of like you know the blonde guy the dark-haired girl and the and the small little girl um mm-hmm. and the only other thing i've seen from the show have been TikTok clips of this somebody lifting this very very tiny pink haired girl up in midair those are the only two things that i got from this show so far really so going in yes so going in i thought this man has this family right and he just you know lives a normal life and like uh, otherwise he's an undercover spy and nobody can know about it it's kind of like that game octodad where you're an octopus but nobody can find out you're an octopus
1: it's <laughs> and and the entire time you're, you're posing as a dad
0: <laughs> yeah you're posing as a dad so it, it, it's that but he's a spy and he poses as a dad when he's not spying on people. But mm-hmm. this show kind of threw me for a loop complete 180 because yeah. the first episode, if we can get into it real quick. Let's do it. The, the first episode is a fucking kerfuffle.
1: <laughs> okay, so it was, it, like I said, I just watched this and I purposely didn't text you my thoughts because I wanted to come in completely cold for the podcast. I want I, I want to give all my thoughts on air and I'll give one of them now. Yes. The the thing I wanted to text you when I was probably 20 minutes, you know, so most of the way through episode one was just, mm-hmm. in all caps, this is fucking insane.
0: <laughs> it, it goes very quickly in the first episode. I think those first 20 minutes is probably one of the most, like, thorough, ridiculous exposition dumps that I've ever experienced in a show. Because everything just picks up and keeps going and they're yeah. just like oh what about this and also this and also you need a family and also you need this and also you gotta adopt this girl and also she's she reads minds and it's like what is what? it's just they just packed so much into this one single episode to start Well, the
1: thing is well the thing is though it's really interesting because you say exposition dump i don't think it's quite that because in ex- exposition dump they would give us some so much more detail about like mm. who he who he works for why you know, sure. who's so they didn't really give you any details about the right. characters themselves it was just it was honestly just pacing the first episode mm-hmm. the pacing was so fast i feel like the first yeah. episode could have been the first 3
0: yes i completely agree that that was a point that i had too because when i was watching it i just felt like i was on crack again um <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like getting back on the wagon. Back on the wagon. I was like, whoa. So this is what love feels like. Um, But I... That hit me hard right now. I got back. I got into it. And let's let's take it from the beginning. Because it starts off with this spy, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. And of course, there's a little scene... In the beginning, the very beginning, that lets us know like who he is and what he does, and Twilight is his code name. And there's a, of course this beginning scene where he like is in a disguise and like beats a bunch of guys up and steals some documents. Um, mm-hmm. And all of the ideas surrounding this document that he stole are very funny and kind of they don't really elaborate on it because he no. was like he stole these documents of like a governor or a senator wearing a toupee.
1: And yeah, there's a bunch taking... of photos and negatives of the photos yeah. themselves. <laughs> Of this man in a toupee, and while the entire time he's spe- like he's speeding away, um, they're playing the James Bond theme, but wrong in the background. Yeah, because it's literally the entire soundtrack for the show. <laughs> the entire soundtrack. I mean, it's um, it's not a direct ripoff because you know the melodies aren't really too similar or anything, but mm-hmm. it's just such a clear I. I guess you would say pastiche more than an homage here if you want to get mm. really pretentious. But yeah. it's a total pastiche of the Bond soundtrack, which I found really mm. funny. And I think there was even, so, I think um, one of the characters we meet later, Anya, I think her code or her, there was like someone who had the code 007. I'm like,
0: yes, Thanks. yes, Thanks. she uh, she. will get into that. But she was like an experiment and her code name was 007. Oh and seven. I was like, yeah. OK, we know I mean, what
1: this is. But I, I, I can't really fault the show for that in a way because if you have one influence – like if one thing influenced you so clearly, it's kind of refreshing to wear it on your sleeve and be proud of it. It is. You know, it's it, kind of so nice. You, it, obviously, you can make the argument that it's derivative, sure. But the thing is, the show is so original in its execution of everything else. Yeah. It, it, it feels like a, a wildly creative guy who, liked James Bond, had a hand in this show so it seems
0: like it too and it, it also i really like the the general time period that it takes place in because it seems like it's about like 1930s 1940s it seems like a europe sort of thing um and that yeah, kind of era they,
1: they, yeah, they never make it clear exactly in terms of timing uh, but they're, they're, a lot of the aesthetic is definitely 40s uh, 40s right. europe i'd say like Maybe old pro-
0: technology like old cars uh no phones yes
1: no phone so definitely yeah probably what maybe pre world maybe pre world war ii europe so late yeah i would say like around
0: there and of course like the 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 crux of the uh plot i guess in general Mm -hmm. is that um this spy twilight right Um, his country reaches out to him and they're like, okay, well, obviously, Mm -hmm. like, you're a spy, so they keep telling him, like, do not expect anybody to know your work. Don't expect anybody to give you a pat on the back for your work, but you're saving our country. And the next thing that you have to do to save our country is there's kind of, like, some dispute between these two countries and the other one is going to go to war with theirs, and he has to kind of... Getting the good graces of some, uh,
1: some like official politician, yeah, politician or something to that, right? yeah, that effect, some kind right? of
0: like politician and, uh, possibly kill him or do something to him. But that 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 kind of isn't very clear what he has to do yet, yeah, um, because
1: he's a, he's a spy and not a not an assassin. That kind of comes up in, later in the in the yes. in the episode, too. But, oh, um, yes, it does. S- so they don't, really, they don't really make it clear what his direct intentions are. They, they they All they say is he has to get close to this certain high-ranking politician.
0: Yeah, something and like the, Desmond, wait. I think his name was, or something like that. I think that. it's
1: Donovan Desmond? Donovan Desmond, something like something that. Like that. A, some, some
0: double D name. Hey there, yeah. Vampire Hunter D. Yeah. <laughs> D-
1: D- Doris, Dan, or High School DxD. We could have made that joke as well. Oh, that's true. Lots of Ds, mm-hmm. including ours. Hello, boys. D! D! <laughs>
0: Uh, But yeah, so he has to get close to this uh, Damien Donovan whatever guy. He has to get close to him in order to Damien Demento. Damien Demento. He has to get close to Donnie Darko. And in order to get close (laughs) to this man, he has to enroll his child um, in a a children's academy because it's the only place that this man ever shows up because his child is also enrolled in this academy. But there's only one problem. He doesn't have a child.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so the entire crux of the first episode is um, he needs to first find a child and then find a wife because it'd be really suspicious if he had a child but no wife. So he suddenly wants a wife and kids just to complete the mission. Which and is
0: so funny. And you would think that they would assign him like an agent to be his wife or something, and they actually explain that in like a, in the next few episodes. but A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but they, it's basically, like, written off as, like, a, oh, everybody's really busy, and, like, there's actually not that many agents that are eligible right now. And so it's kind of like they address it, but it's kind of pushed under the rug a little bit where they're like, God, oh,
1: fuck you. Just enjoy the show, all right? <laughs> you see, that, that's what I like about it because they they put the care to, like, acknowledge it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they gave time to, like, address, like, any plot holes that could exist. But at the same time, you're, you're right. The tone was, here's your explanation. Fuck it just take the ride boys yeah, stop like have complaining a, just just like the, just enjoy the show just have a have good time fun, which, have fun which again a great goal for a show and yeah. you know mm-hmm. and the show again once once we met Anya the fun picked up exponentially oh boy did it because right he has to go shopping for a child
0: so he goes to all these which is different- the whole scene where he <laughs> it's goes is basically shopping for a kitty he goes to all these different orphanages and he's like all right do you got one that's like smart because i need her to pass this entrance exam to the school pretty soon and everybody's (laughs) like i don't know everybody's kind of dumb here and then one of the one of the guys at the orphanages is like oh no this girl is actually very smart and uh she sits down and he's like she, he, she he's like watch her do this entire crossword puzzle and she sits down and the guy the spy is thinking in his head like there's no way that she could solve all of these like but not but i can so knight across this this across is that this up down and he's just yes. thinking it and she it turns out can read people's minds because she is some sort of scientific experiment of some kind yep. she's a telepath stranger
1: things uh yeah exactly <laughs> like we said she's 007 she was an experiment and mm-hmm. now, and now, this experimentation has given her uh, telepathic abilities. Yeah, and I and I love the way that ties into the plot very well and the character very well. Where she she has no idea what the crossword puzzle is, but she's just hearing all his doubts and him solving it, and she just does it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. And then, of course, you know, she fills out the whole thing, so
0: he's like, got like a a big stiffy for a smart lady, and he's like, oh, I, she seems really smart. I'll take her. And so he basically just takes her home, and she has been uh, apparently adopted three times before. I think I think four times. They, they yeah, said. some crazy number like that, and just given back, which I didn't know you could do.
1: Uh, return a child. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if you could do it here, but in other countries around the world, maybe. Like they probably
0: wouldn't fly via USPS, but I, I don't know, like what 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 <laughs> other method you could have of returning this child. Um, no, just ship them a
1: ship them yeah. a DHL. They'll send anything.
0: And I would like to take this moment uh, to uh, talk about something very hilarious that I picked up in the first episode and continued for the rest of the show. Because um, this entire time, right, he he adopts Anya, uh, brings mm-hmm. her home. She's six years old, but it's noted that she is way too short to be six years old. Very early. Yeah, on. she's tiny. She's very small, and he gives her. Uh, he's like, okay, so now your last name is uh, my last name, and my his fake name that he's going by, Twilight, is Lloyd Forger, and I pissed my pants so many times because I was like, dude, picks Forger as, yes, his as last a last name. name. I I was like, that is just pure comedy. That is just gold.
1: <laughs> well, it was just one of those moments when I saw the name because um. They did a kind of a cool, uh, cinematic trick here where, like, when they they said his name, it just like it was um, the the background went either white or black. I can't remember, and then the text of his name in script in, in like script writing mm-hmm. showed up as the opposite color. So let's just say for argument's sake, like, the background was white, and in black text it was Lloyd Forger, and I'm like, I'm sitting there with a beer in hand, going, cool, <laughs> cool. Cool. You know what? Fine. I'll give it to you. Fine. Lloyd, forger. Whatever. It's, it's, exactly. It's okay. Yeah. He's a master disguise forger. I'm just like. You know what? It's kind of adorable. So it is. I let it ride. And I was. Yeah. But I was surprised how every time Lloyd said his name, I was like immediately in. Yeah. Like very quickly yep. into the show, I stopped cheering for Twilight and I start and I started cheering for for Lloyd. Wow. Like, that is got a great it. distinction, actually. Yeah, I started cheering for. Who knows? This might be a trope in the rest of the series, but um, it's very clear that Twilight is taking on a lot of responsibility because he has a child. And even in the first episode, you could tell he's developing some emotional attachment to Anya. Mm-hmm. And so it's very interesting to see if he becomes the character in a way where you know Twilight fades and Lloyd takes over. There's a lot Ooh. of interesting. There's a lot of interesting ways you can go with it. Mm-hmm. Am I jumping ahead? Yeah. But I'm just, you know, that's how my brain works because we watch yeah. so much and we watch so much anime now and pro wrestling, which I've learned now are like the same in terms of story structure. And yes. And it, so now I can't help but like do the prediction thing where I'm like, where uh, fantasy booking or like, you know, where's it going? Right. Like, where's
0: the story lead? Because I, I think there, there's a point where they really hammer in the duality of him being Twilight versus him being Lloyd. And how yes. sometimes, like, when he's taking care of Anya or watching Anya, that his, like, spy self is kind of slipping away. Or, like, when he allows yes. himself
1: to relax, quote-unquote, he ends up falling over
0: and, like, that laying was one down.
1: Of my, that was one of my favorite scenes. And I forget which episode that was. It might have been actually later. I don't remember what mm-hmm. episode that happened in. But when yeah, she might have been did, might have been two or something when she actually took the exam. She, yeah. So spoiler: she did take the exam and she passed. And he, and you know, Lloyd did the classic father thing where he swung around like, "You passed, you passed." And as he's holding her, he just falls backwards and he passes out. And it was so cute, Anya going like, "Daddy, don't leave me, please." Yeah, you know, it
0: was because, so
1: funny because they're building up. You know, as we'll get to more, they're building the entire entire time that Anya is growing increasingly attached to her new father yes and-,
0: and also her knowing that he's a spy is like a whole nother thing because every thought he has like and she the whole time yeah. is like oh i can't let him know that i read minds because that's why people get rid of me because i can read yes minds. um and so she's like experiencing all of his thoughts and being like oh dad's a spy that's fucking cool, dude. Yes, and, she, and she's really excited because she loves like this spy cartoon right. that she watches generally. So to her, it's like I'm in a fucking movie. This is awesome. And she gets kidnapped in the first episode, and he rescues her <laughs> and stuff like that. And, yeah. and he's and well, he every time he says something to her, it's very funny because he says like, oh, he finds her like after he uh, after she he saves her from being kidnapped. Uh yeah. he finds her again, and he he's like, oh, I just like was down the block, you know, doing something. Uh, no big deal. And she always goes like, Daddy is a liar.
1: <laughs> well, I actually at the point of the scene right before that. Which yes. Which is a, a great scene because um, so what happens is we're unsure of how this transpires. So basically um, Anya broke into um Lloyd's room and basically send a transmission from his like super spy box or whatever
0: mm-hmm. so, yeah oh that's
1: right yes so so the local authorities tracked the source of it and got there and kidnapped anya thinking whatever lloyd comes home goes what the fuck and there's a great scene here where a dude with short black hair is shown behind lloyd after he ducks down to like get something you see him going with a crowbar and like the kind of like the thud or like kind of the physical, like, uh, or the visual effect you would expect to, like, co- like you know, come with a pow on a myopia. You just see kind of that thwacking motion or, like, effect, particle effect, whatever you want to call it, based on whatever medium you choose. So they show that effect. So, as an audience member, we're, we're led to believe, oh no, Lloyd got knocked out. So it cuts to this, like, abandoned warehouse. One of my, it's actually, actually that's actually one of my favorite japanese live action tropes so so whenever a scene takes place in an abandoned warehouse i'm all in so anyway um oh man you would love you would love the cw's arrow then every fucking sh-
0: fight in the first season takes place in an abandoned warehouse and it's always a different abandoned warehouse it's quite amazing actually what they were able to really
1: do that production so funny continue though Oh no, no! We'll talk about this more later because I, I I've seen a couple episodes of Arrow. I, I got people basically people put it down. People put it on while I was drinking. I'm like, I'm not getting up. Like, well, I'm not leaving because I have I have a beer. Um, that, so I, I, I'm I a beer or several, but anyway, um, <laughs> so we have this warehouse. Um, mm-hmm. all and all like these like local law enforcement people have Anya, or we believe our law enforcement, but it actually have to be more like criminal. Like you know, corrupt cops and like criminal right, under right under- underbelly society, if you will. So, what happens is, we see the, the guy with the short black with the short black hair who knocked out Lloyd, presumably, throw who looks like to be Lloyd, who is someone with Lloyd's suit and a paper bag over his head. Mm-hmm. So he throws this guy on the floor and then he grabs the girl and runs away. No one's paying attention. They take the bag off the guy's head. It's the short-haired guy who presumably knocked out Lloyd. Meanwhile, Lloyd is actually in a mask looking like the short-haired guy who tried to knock him out but failed. And I love this. Anya is able to tell it's him only by his thoughts. She's able to read yes. his thoughts and go, Papa. Yeah, <laughs> so, <you know>. Papa. <laughs> well, well anyway, Or uh, Chi-Chi in the actual Japanese. But anyway, oh, yeah, so, chi you know, It's very so she, Yeah, so she picks up immediately. It's him. And like he's like trying to act like a tough guy who's letting her go, and that's the great moment where we first hear Papa's Papa's a terrible liar. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that keeps coming back. So that those two scenes, that and the one you mentioned before with him at the soup, like, oh yeah, the supermarket's closed. Yeah, because it actually wasn't a, it actually wasn't a warehouse; it was a supermarket. But the that's essentially the same thing. Right. Like, yeah. You know, essentially. Yeah. It it looked like a warehouse. Yeah. And right. um. So and yeah, so he tries to brighten it off, and she's like, yeah terrible liar because he's he's trying everything not to tell her he's trying his best not to tell anya he's a spy but she knows because she's a telepath
0: yes and that's so funny
1: and then like that was um and it was great because um there was a scene where um in the first episode where um our boy lloyd kind of realizes his deeper psychol psychological connection anya because when he when he was a kid, you know, it cuts to him like in a burnt out landscape, just crying his eyes out, and it was so funny. This is where like the um, the critical part of my brain and the emotional part of my brain were on two very different wavelengths. Ooh, okay, give it to me. Be- because when I saw that scene, I said, "All right, cool. You're gonna shoe in a shoe in a tragic backstory for our male lead, and expect me to care." But at the same oh. time, my emotional side is going. Lloyd's such a bro. (laughs) Yeah,
0: dude. He's a dude. Hardships. I can get a beer with
1: this man. Yeah, and he and he just cares about Anya. So again, it's it's a cliche I recognize, and I'm Mm -hmm. kind of I'm pretty used to kind of the shoehorn tragic backstory. Again, abusive childhood or rough childhood is the easiest form of it. However, when done properly. And done with characters you care about, it can still work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever you want to say about me in the scenario, I was kind of invested in Lloyd's story for going to this point forward. I'm like, okay, he he clearly has rough experiences, which enables him to care about Anya more. So, yes. when episode one finished, I thought to myself, okay, let's see where this goes. And then we cut to episode two, and then we and then we and then we get fo- sh- the focus gets shifted to another character our yes female lead whose name is your and your. uh speaking
0: of, yes your like like the thing that that you you have on christmases or what's what's in that song like uh it, and have yourself a little christmas it's like uh uh something of your uh these days of your yeah she's one of those she's a your uh she is um great introduced in <clears throat> episode two And uh, speaking of characters that we care about, I have to say, I care too much about this character. I think she is a great character. I really enjoyed her introduction. I really enjoy her place in the story about like all the details about her too. I think it's super fun. I can unequivocally say, uh, because I would probably be taken to jail if I took the other option, but I can unequivocally say that you're his best girl.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, if you should pick the other option, I would have a lot of questions. But I, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Oh but we Wait, get to I... the second episode, and that's
0: all about oh, your right. and you know, her character's introduced, and she's a civil worker, um, and so is her brother. By we day. Really see, by day, and an assassin by night. And we don't really see her brother, but her brother is also a civil worker who um, has a,
1: a weirdly um, affectionate relationship with her, it seems. Well, it's, it's kind of weird on multiple levels because the exposition kind of threw me off because I got mm-hmm. confused about their relationship. Because they established early on that he's, like, significantly younger than her. Yes. They, they keep saying that. But they work in the same field and presumably mm-hmm. in similar title and situation. Yeah. So I'm like, how much younger than can he possibly be? Because they, yeah. they, reveal, they reveal early on that she's, like, 27.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So if he's working in civil service, I mean, gunning for a promotion, youngest he can be is like, well, because, you know, I don't know how it goes over in Japan, if you need a college degree for that or not. So let's just say, for argument's sake, you don't, so we can make it the youngest as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's
1: say he's like, maybe like 19, maybe, is the youngest. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, so we do it, but we don't see him, so.
0: So we but, don't know. Th- I, there, there's something suspicious about that, and I think that right. maybe we'll get get more more fleshed out as it goes on but he he also it's implied that he's in like a a very much like a leadership role because he apparently is uh helping her financially as well
1: yes it seems that way younger yeah he's younger in a similar field so i don't know what the hell's going on yeah i have no idea but i mean we'll we'll, i'm
0: sure we'll learn more about that later but we get intro to her And we find out very quickly that she's an assassin. She gets a call on the phone after talking with her brother. And it's this, like, uh, somebody she calls the shopkeeper who tells her, like, who to assassinate and when. And she's, of course, like, a freaking badass. She has, like, these little, like, gold knife things that, like, impale her foes uh, in the face and probably in the dick.
1: I forget the name of these things, but, like, they're the dagger with, like, the hoops on the end. So she's constantly twirling. is Is it a sigh? Might be a sai. I think shout it's a shout out. To, is it the same weapon that Raphael
0: from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uses? Mm.
1: Well, that w- well, well long, that one had short. Well, but that one had like the that one had, didn't those have like the two spikes on the end. Yeah, of
0: like the little things on the sides.
1: Yeah, like like yeah, you know, the main blade and the two spikes on the side. Th- those yes. didn't have the the in the in the show. Um, fuck, yeah, yours daggers didn't have that, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're exactly size. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking back to Mortal Kombat now of all things. I feel like someone oh, had these. yeah.
0: Probably. I'm, I'm sure they did. Like a like but, a, and, a Molina weapon or something. But anywho. Um, I, yeah, yeah, so no, wait, yeah, Ma- I think Molina actually just had size.
1: <laughs> I think she just oh, had Oh, fuck. Raphael. All right. <laughs> so we You're both right. went back. Yeah, you, you, I love how you went to Raphael and I went to Molina and we were just both wrong. <laughs> we were wrong but holding hands the whole time. Exactly. So clearly, we don't know much about daggers, which might be a good thing. It could be very, very not incriminating.
0: Very into not getting uh, put in jail on this podcast specifically.
1: Well, the thing is, like, I mean, I've, I've, I've never, I've never met someone who was super into daggers and came away okay from the conversation. You're, I'm just saying. You're correct. You're correct. I, I'm sorry if anyone listening is really into daggers. Please change my mind. Um, the I think we have all of our links in descriptions. Shoot us a message or an email and say, "Hey, I'm into daggers. We're not all weirdos." I will yeah. gladly read it. You can t- you can tell us that I actually have a I have a like a it's not a dagger it's a
0: dirk it's called <laughs> it's because I got it in Germany real quick I got mm. it in Germany at this sword shop that I went to yeah. like in this random small town called Rothenburg in Germany which is like two right. hours down from Berlin. And while I was there, I was like, hey, uh, can I buy this? And I was like, maybe like 12. And they were like, yeah, a 12-year-old? Absolutely, you can buy this. <laughs> and I got it. And I was like, I hey, saw the can Dirk. this? Yeah, it's, it's, it's in my parents' place right now. But I was like, oh, can I bring this back to the States? And they were like, yeah, you'll be fine. And I was like, weird, probably not. And then I put it in my suitcase, and it it was
1: fine. Well, yeah, because I remember that Dirk was sitting on like, um, it was sitting in, I guess, like the... um whatever you want to call it, the unit had your TV in it, and it had a bunch of shelves in it. Yeah. It was just sitting there, sitting there throughout your entire childhood. And it was funny because there a couple of Christmas for me, total tangent here, my brother would just get me weapons. And one of them... <laughs> That's
0: right. He was really into getting you weapons randomly.
1: It happened for like a year and change or more. And <laughs> it was really funny because one year it was like this... Um, It was like, imagine, imagine people at home, if you will, a giant brass knuckle, but it faced the other way like so like oh it's like so basically imagine like kind of like that thing with the four fingers but a giant thing you held in your palm Mm. instead of like so but imagine there was one giant blade in the middle and two blades on the side (laughs) so it basically imagine give yourself a giant claw like the whole thing was like oh my god oh okay like a like a like a valdo from soul caliber weapon exactly nice i use i use the brass sorry i kind of messed up the brass knuckles analogy uh beers comparison ah, it's but yeah yeah so yeah the four holes and then it had a giant blade on top and two blades on the side and wow. it was so funny because when i opened it on christmas day i noticed like the the blades were like weirdly stained i'm like um was this you <laughs> like and but he it was so funny because like, it was like a yellowish color i'm like um what has this been through and he's like oh yeah what well, after i got it me me and my buddy tommy were in the back slicing apples with it like they would, like they would, t- they would lob each other apples, and then one, the other one would slice it in the air. That's pretty sick, actually. So basically, they got me. They got me. They, he gave me a gift he got himself, and then just gave it to me. He's Like Merry Christmas. He got you a f- used Fruit Ninja sword, essentially. And this was several years before Fruit Ninja, so I guess a little ahead of the curb there. But wow, oh yeah, oh yeah, Spy X Family. Oh yeah, right. Let's get back into it. Right. <laughs> um. It's a show. It's a show about spies.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> And so, a family. And a family. But yeah, your long story short is talking to her brother, and her brother's like, Oh, have you found a boyfriend yet? And she's like, Weirdly, she's like, Yes. And and I'm like, Why did you do that? But she accidentally is like, Yeah, I, I totally have a boyfriend so that he doesn't worry about her anymore. And,
1: and she I have to I have to butt in here. Please, but a, give a me very... that butt.
0: Back that ass up against my wood, please. Thank you.
1: Would anyway. So this ties back into a pretty weird aspect of Japanese culture, um, where um, they're very critical of women who aren't dating or married after the age of twenty-five. Yes, and I think the term is um, the term I they figured. use over there is the term over there they use is Christmas cake because it's no good after the twenty-fifth, and, <gasps> and it's just. <laughs> brutal I
0: never, I never knew
1: that i mean yeah this this one's not exactly wow. that common yeah this one's like more of the one of the more brutal ones when you hear it's oh my like, god. oh no it's Ooh.
0: bad yeesh yeah but yeah, the, so- the, i did get that feeling throughout it, it made sense that i kind of thought of that uh, not in such detailed terminology, but I, I did think yeah. about that. And every, she's right. 27. And everyone's like, why don't you have a boyfriend? And all of her friends at work who are fucking bitches are like, oh, why oh, don't you s- have a boyfriend? That's weird. Maybe you should meet somebody. Hey, I'm having a party this weekend. Come by yeah. with your boyfriend.
1: Yeah. All all those C words are total B words is all I can say. <laughs> there you go. And... um
0: so what happens is uh, she has to bring somebody to this party, uh, to, and her, her, her brother's friend is going to be there. So she's like, oh, well, I have to like make sure my brother's friend sees my boyfriend so that yeah, he because, can tell like, my brother know. that I'm okay. And it's, exactly. It's very strange. It's very strange. But then he, she meets um, Lloyd at a clothing shop. Uh, when Lloyd is getting uh, some clothing done for Anya, and she's getting a dress done for herself, which she only refu- which she refuses to have in any other color but black and red because of the blood stains, um, which yes. is hilarious.
1: Um, and I, I can attest because I wear predominantly black now because you know growing up with the heavy metal kid and the pro wrestling guy, mm-hmm. all a- every shirt I wore was in black. But now as an adult i've realized i've been spoiled because i constantly spill food and beer on myself but i never noticed until i started expanding my palette and i started wearing stuff other than black i'm like this is terrible i'm just constantly staining myself so
0: i stopped wearing white clothing of any kind in 2014. i have not bought a white shirt since then um, I, I just can't do it anymore because I, I would I would keep buying these white shirts and then keep eating pasta with marinara sauce my favorite meal as a college student and I would just spill marinara sauce all over my shirt every time even if I didn't spill it there would be speckles of like red marinara sauce all over my white clothes and I'll be like oh no so then I ended up having to take off my shirt whenever I ate pasta at home and then it was just bad. And and then I just said, you know what? And then I got pit stains in them, Uh, and and I was like, you know what? Like these white shirts, they ain't doing good for me. I'm just gonna not. I'm not gonna touch that. I'm just gonna go black. Well, the thing is, well,
1: pit stains will happen in any shirt because, like, I have a lot of black shirts, right? And depending on what like deodorant you use like like you'll get white pit stains on black shirts yes
0: if, i do see those i do. I have gotten those as well i huh mm-hmm.
1: I, I get them all the time because i'm a sweaty boy and i like to apply a lot of deodorant because so i don't want to stink up whatever room i'm in i like yeah, to take over a enough. room but but not via smell <laughs> i'd rather let my personality do the heavy lifting if you know what i mean i don't want people to smell me first thing but, you yeah, know, it just sucks because there's so many shirts I love, but there's, like, these gross, like, white pit stains. So, what yep. I'll do, honestly, I'll just throw an overshirt or shirt over it or a jacket. I'm like, yeah, no one can see how gross I am. Ooh, nice, I- nice, nice. Spy X, X Family! family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, right, so then uh, they meet and she brings him to a party but he's first on a spy mission right so he's like right. killing these dudes getting all blood on him and stuff and then he shows up late to the party after all of her friends have already been very mean for a very oh, long they've time been to
1: total rude ass oh, no. b words
0: big b word energy big bc energy um, and they come over, right right when Lloyd gets there, uh, the, the blonde friend of hers, uh, who I can't remember the name, thank God, she doesn't yeah, deserve that. I don't, I that. don't remember. Um, but <laughs> she comes over and she's like, oh, you have a boyfriend. Wow, I didn't expect him to come. And then she pretends to drop an entire piping hot casserole on her. And then, yep. and then like, Yor kicks it and it, like, flips over and she catches it. And some of the casserole actually lands on her blonde friend instead, and it's very <laughs> yeah. hot, and she's very embarrassed. Take that, Stacy.
1: Sarah, you stupid bitch. Sarah, are you stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I love that scene so much because Lloyd says something. He's like, "Wow, great dedication for not spilling food." And then he takes some of like the shrimp or whatever it was, the shrimp casserole or whatever it was, and went, mmm, "Delicious." <laughs> and just the entire time this cool thing happens, but you know <laughs> Oh fucking Lloyd and yours like, yeah, that was just another day of the office for us. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny how that worked out. And then
0: uh afterwards, uh they're leaving and yes. it appears that Lloyd was not able to shake off all of these assailants that were chasing him the entire time. So they right. resume the chase on him in a van with your and the entire time uh, he's like oh, yours. Like, who are these people like trying to very violently murder you? And he's like, oh, yeah, like I'm a I'm a psych psychologist. Uh, they're my psychiatrist. Patients. Yeah. Psychiatrist. They're my patients. Uh, I just have to concuss them so that they stop. And she's like, oh, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. But then she very quickly catches on but he, she's like all right cool he's lying but okay.
0: And then she starts like absolutely murking these guys and they both just yes. like do that. And then at the end of it because she announced, he accidentally announced himself at the party as her husband um because he got a story crossed. Yeah, and he does need a wife anyways. So then they decided uh to be husband and wife, but he he sat down, got on one knee, uh undid a grenade. Took the grenade ring and put it
1: on her finger as the grenade exploded killing all of his uh pseudo patients in the background i mean it was one of those scenes where i didn't know how to feel about it i mean because you know it's one of those things again critical part of my brain emotional part again yeah my mm-hmm. emotion my emotional part was badass and funny and awesome the critical part says probably really fucking stupid but <laughs> i'm in for the ride
0: I was definitely in for the ride for that. I, I really liked it. I sat there and I was like, wow, so
1: this is Hollywood, right?
0: It's very like a, a big like Hollywood moment. And I was like, this is a great show. I really enjoyed oh, this so far. Well,
1: well yeah, this you can tell this this entire show was way more inspired than by Western media than anything. Yes. Anything, anything more anime in the in, in atmosphere, which is a very refreshing change of pace.
0: Oh, yeah. And then, okay, then the third episode, we can go over pretty quickly, because the third episode is uh, Yor moves into the house that um, that Lloyd has bought, uh, that yes. Anya lives in. And it's very cute, because Yor comes in, and Yor's like, oh, this is a great house. And Anya's like, it's Anya's house. I'll show you around. And she, like, takes her on a little tour. A little tour, yeah. It's so freaking cute. And then what happens is uh, they go out together. Well, he, well Lloyd is trying to prep both of them for this big family interview that they have to have to get into the preparatory school after she passed right. the exam they have to have a full family interview so they go to they' they're getting ready to do that and he's asking them questions and they're both failing absolutely miserably um, so then he's like all right maybe let's go out and have some experiences let's go to the opera let's go to a museum let's practically kill a guy for
1: stealing a man, a woman's purse <laughs> and that, and that all happens that day and that, was, of course, was the best part, and I loved the attention to detail here. That um, so like, and, and there's there's cute character moments the entire time. Like Anya's falling asleep at the opera. Oh at yeah, the, at the at the fine art museum, she sees like a portrait and goes, "Huh, I can see your boobies." And then, but then there's this great moment where there's a perch snatching happening, but end of uh, Yor like jumps down from like the hill they're on to try to catch the guy, but she loses track of him. But then. Anya and um, Lloyd are walking, and Anya is reading everyone's thoughts, and she f- is able to pinpoint the guy who did it, mm-hmm. but she didn't want to turn around and, st- and tell Lloyd, I see the guy. So she notices the cake shop right there and points him and goes, I want cake, and Lloyd goes, oh, don't be silly, as he's looking towards the shop, but then sees the guy who like yeah. changed clothes, Yeah. And he's like, he he changed clothes, but he can't change the way he walks. So it was a yep. brilliant, it was a brilliant little scene and it really painted the picture of this family. Yes. And at did. the end of the, at the end of the episode, the old lady whose purse got snatched. She even said like the three of them are like, kind of bickering in a, like in a playful way. It's like, you guys are such a cute family. Anya's, Anya's over the moon. Yor and um, Lloyd are like, huh? And then look at each other and don't know how to feel. And then episode <laughs> three ends. It's it's very
0: funny because um all three characters combined it seems like they what at least is being built up it seems like they make a perfect team. Um, exactly. being utilized all together to like achieve one goal uh that's usually uh destroying some evil man. Uh but something else that w- that was pretty uh fun for me to like see throughout the entire show was um how each of the characters are all even though like this crazy shit happens three episodes in, they're all right. still try- actively trying to hide something from the other two. Yes, and I love it. And that is the coolest dynamic because they're all like – because they all have their exact intentions in mind. And like, yours intention is like, oh, I'll marry this man so my so my brother stops bothering me, and also so I can keep being an assassin. It's the perfect cover, being a wife. And then yes. you know, Lloyd is like, oh, finally, I got my family to do this. I'm only gonna be their dad and only gonna be their husband for the amount of times it takes until I finish the mission. And then exactly. Anya's like, I have a family, woohoo! But nobody can know that I'm a telepath,
1: and so it's very it's- fun. It's three people with very different intentions coming together. I love that, and I love that um, plot device of not of all of them not knowing each other's intentions and all of them like sneakily trying to fulfill their own goals. And at, but yet at the same time, I assume there's going to be common ground in their goals that brings them even further together and maybe yeah. even change their goals. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of interesting ways they can take this. Yeah, I think
0: so. And, you know, with that, I, we, as we do for a three-episode rule episode, um,
1: Rob, I, I got to ask, are you, um, are you in or are you out? See, it's pretty funny. Um, before this episode started and right now, my answer changed. Really? Wow. Yes. Okay. Please. The floor is yours. Well, because honestly, before we started talking about it and really went over it and I realized how much I enjoyed it, I originally was going to be out for one reason. Mm, okay. What was the reason? Um, if the show, unfortunately, then this is a problem indicative of a lot of current anime where mm-hmm. they know the first three episodes, they have to lay the hook and then really pull you in. Mm. Unfortunately, a lot of shows, they'll present what feels like a little almost too complete of a story. Where you can stop and be happy with it. Mm, I see. I see. So going back to something we, review, we talked about a long time ago, Spirit Chronicles, the first three episodes, you could realistically stop there because that's, the, that's like the full story. It was like that, a like, good that. resolution of that small arc, right? Exactly. And if mm-hmm. it wasn't investing, in, it, if it didn't draw you in enough, you could be done and not really care. Right. Because, you know, like, hey, you got, like, you got a, a little story. You don't need any more. That's a little bit of what I felt. That was my gut reaction when I finished the show. I'm like, okay, it was cute and a lot of fun, but do I need more? Mm-hmm. I but see. Now, but now that I'm thinking about the characters and their dynamics and you know, all the questions I have about where the show could go, I'm actually, gonna, again, going to go back to Spirit Chronicles, and I'm going to steal your answer. I'm in for episode four and then taking it from there.
0: Ooh, yes, very good. Nice. I'd love to hear that. I I, I really love to hear that. I think Um for for me personally, um I I believe it was maybe around the episode two mark, somewhere in episode two, uh where I was like, Oh I'm I'm definitely in. I am Really (laughs) Oh I am This show I thought was so freaking good Um, At least for these first three episodes, um, I felt like this show presented an interesting story, really fun characters, a lot of good comedy, a lot of good, like, oh, what's going to happen with this? Like, how is this going to go? It got me intrigued. It really fired on all cylinders for those three episodes. The only big critique I had was that the first episode moved so quickly. But other than that... Mm coming in from the first three episodes i'm like this is great like I, I watch it i you know when i watch things for this podcast right right i often am like picking out things and like taking notes and like you know trying to like figure some stuff out about the show and like oh like okay what would be some interesting points to bring up about this for this one of course i barely have any notes um i legitimately just sat back and enjoyed it the whole time that's that's, that's what awesome I was doing. to hear that's really mm-hmm. awesome to hear I wasn't even thinking, like, I, when I was watching the third episode, I watched it this morning? I, I think it was this morning. I watched mm-hmm. the third one this morning, and I was thinking to myself the whole time, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to watch the new Spy X Family. And then I was like, oh, for, for podcast." It's like, oh, no, I, I'm, I'm watching it for me, I feel like. There we go. <laughs> like, wow. it felt great. I just think it's it, it's a great combination of all of these things. It's very cute. It's very fun. Uh, it's action-packed as well. Um, yes. There's also a whole other character that is um, the guy that kind of helps out uh, Twilight and is like his pseudo-friend or something. Oh, yeah, like, the, the, the poofy-haired guy. Yeah, the poofy-hair, kind of like shopkeeper kind of guy that's also yes. a spy. Um, he's right. another fun character. There are just a lot of... Fun elements to this and uh, I think there's a lot of ways where it can go and the
1: fact that it, it seems like the community is very excited about this show. The community seems to have gotten really behind yeah. it because I remember mm-hmm. when you recommended I did some like very small like little scrolling through mm-hmm. TikTok and I found it come up a couple times I'm like okay people seem to be into this one. Yeah people are
0: liking it and you know I, I often think about it as like oh man I I don't know I, I feel as though a lot even though I chose this one for us to do like the first show on the page of crunchyroll is usually something we shy away from because you know we're all about like finding stuff that's like probably gonna suck or finding stuff that's probably like i don't know how to how to describe it but just things that are a a little more uh, general and a little more like uh, kind of untraveled and this one exactly had just so much good about it that in no way could i call it bad in no way Am I doing anything but keep watching it? And I'm just yes. happy we found it. And I I hope everybody enjoys uh, us talking about it because I think, like, depending on what happens, we could give it a whole season. But in the meantime, you know, we'll just sit back, we'll we'll check it out, and we'll see what happens.
1: Let's sit back and enjoy it because, you know, it could be that very interesting scenario where we watch the whole show and go, yeah, there's not enough to talk about because it's just see, good. Exactly. that That's another thing that I thought because I, when I
0: was making my way through it, I was like, you know, there's a lot that we can, like, address now, but... If we were to talk about it as, like, a full season, like, if it's just really good, like, sorry,
1: that's it. We're out of kind <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then we'll bring it up in one of our monthly specials and then just yeah. kind of riff on it for, like, <laughs> exactly. five minutes and go, it's good, sorry. Just like Love Live
0: Superstar, exactly like that whole thing.
1: Exactly. Where we just go, yeah, it's good. Oops. <laughs> for a show called Bad Anime, we sometimes miss the mark in picking bad anime. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, this was definitely uh, a, a, an unfortunate turn of events, but a good one.
1: Um. <laughs> exactly. So if you guys want to help us with more bad anime, please shoot us a DM, you know,
0: through yeah.
1: Instagram or oh, there's yeah. the email.
0: Suggest some shows. We um we got a lot to work through. We've got a lot more episodes coming your way. So a lot more three episode rules, too, which I'm starting to really, really love as well. But
1: uh, oh, I'm digging the fuck out of them.
0: Yeah, keep it, keep it real, my guys and gals out there. Um, hope you had a good time watching Spy X Family, and uh, enjoy the rest of the season, because
1: I know I will be enjoying the rest of the season. You're as best girl. And I'm going to give the rest of the season a shot and see how it goes. I'm excited, though. And until then, everybody, we will see you next time. Pew, pew.
0: Goodbye. Bye-bye. It's bad. comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on. We'll read them all anyways. We don't care. I love you. Kiss kiss. Uh,
1: uh, In your ear. Podcast
0: Network.